Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel. Seven games up, seven games down yesterday. Uh, Joel Embiid, hopefully you survived that landmine. A lot of my lineups definitely did not survive the landmine in the Philadelphia 76ers. Injury plague with Ben Simmons and now Embiid after he did not return. Matthias Thibel came in after that. We'll end up seeing what happens with that. We're back to a new week, a new slate five games to break down for the NBA, a brand new week for all the DFS boards. If you're talking PJ, whatever else you might be playing, MMA, all that stuff. So welcome in. The best day of the week, in my opinion, is Monday. And if it's not Monday for you, we'll make sure that you're changing what you do on Monday morning so that you actually get excited to do that. But anyways, anyways, five NBA games. And oh man, oh buddy, it is getting like April basketball. And if you're not familiar with April basketball, go listen to the song, put me in coach, I'm ready to play. Yeah. Anybody on the bench right now, just putting their hand up and saying, can I play? Right. Everybody is uh, checked in. We thought it might happen with the Nets again yesterday. as all listed doubtful and then they all end up playing so crazy slate yesterday and then steven adams is listed like he's not going to play and he's active and then he's scratched and then you know what the best play in the slate is also scratched after that in their own snowell it is just carnage out here and this slate's already starting with carnage because uh the dallas mavericks said you know what we've been playing a lot of overtime games double overtime games either and luca you've been doing way too much and christophs normally you're a guy who takes a rest here and there so let's sit both of you guys and you know what we'll sit another guy who plays about 30 to 35 minutes a night and dorian finney smith as well so uh, this is a spot where you have dallas as we started off right now and if you're brand new here please do hit that like button and the big old subscribe button popping up on the screen we just crossed through 24,000 subscribers the next one feels like a nice wholesome number your fives and your zeros at the end then 25,000 so appreciate all of you that are new here hitting that subscribe button appreciate all of you that are returning here and continuing to support me and my content if you're indeed interested I'll be pulling from some of the value metrics and projections that I already have out five games late kind of easy to project on my end minutes projections all that so all my projections are done the value ratings top plays all that type of stuff will be listed down below over on Patreon, not only for NBA, but PGA content is also included in that. So if you want to support me over there, if you make a huge contest, you want a hundred grand and all you want to do to show some support is come back and support via Patreon. I really do appreciate that. But as we always do, we got the injury dashboard, the target offense sheet and my early interest And the injury dashboard. Once again, is sponsored by and brought to you by Superdraft. $10 free play. If you deposit your first deposit using promo code sound, they'll give you an extra 10 bucks. That is S-A-L multiplier formats over there. Again, these contests are not filling. We we're on the live stream yesterday. I went live yesterday. Maybe I'll go live again today. I'm really enjoying the live streams, but we did the live stream yesterday for NBA and we were ending the stream maybe like 20, 40 minutes before NHL was locking. It was only like 45% full. Baseball was locking in an hour. It was only like 55% full. NBA was locking in like an hour and a half. So who knows how it would have gotten up to, but it was only like 50% full. These contests are not filling. Go and get them when that's the best possible time you can play them. Do not sign up when the NFL season starts. Although if you want to sign up then and you're waiting that long, obviously sign up then. But when the NFL season starts and they have crazy promotions that start filling a lot of their contests, you want to get in now. So you have a huge bankroll over there. Somebody reached out to me again yesterday via the DMs. Basically, if they would have played that lineup in the big contest that week they went on like 25 or three thousand dollars i have projections as well for super draft and DraftKings over there so if you want to be even more informed they're on patreon you can check all that out promo code sal that is s-a-l get you 10 free extra dollar hairs when you sign up over at super draft so let's get to what's going to be a wacky five game slate no porzingis no luca no dfs aka dorian finney smith no porzingis is going to mean that maxi kleber is likely going to see 30 plus minutes of play more times than not boban can even see some sort of run even when boban started he only played a spot start of six minutes but they just need bodies now boban versus rudy gobert is not a matchup that you want if you're dallas out there but it seems like they don't care too much about winning this game but i have it as christoph porzingis affecting maxi kleber michael k galtris mkg who actually 
played some minutes in the last game, and then also Justin Jackson, who played more minutes than MKG. But those players are also going to get benefits from Nodorian Finney-Smith, a guy who plays at the three in the floor, and a guy who plays huge minutes. Not that effective of minutes, but he's going to be playing 32, and in this environment with no Porzingis and Luka, likely would have played upwards of 34 to 36 minutes. That's even more minutes to go around for a guy like Maxi Kleber, who's already seeing in the mid-20s in minutes, a guy like Justin Jackson, who was seeing in the mid-teens in minutes, and MKG, who's now just going to have to go out there. I think I have him projected for somewhere around 16 or so minutes. So right now, I have Kleber for 32 in my projections. I have Justin Jackson hitting 30 because I don't know where else to put these minutes. They could easily go small ball lineup, but that would be Justin Jackson, but they can go even smaller with just guards if they wanted to. They can pull dust off some guys that are the 12th man off the bench. And I have right now MKG at 20 minutes. With no Luka, it helps all the guards and those other guys I was just talking about. If you're trying to do on-off tools right now, there's not a lot of a sample here. Like you're getting guys with maybe like a 100-minute sample for these three guys being off the court, especially if you add in Jalen Brunson. Now it's guys only having like a 50-minute sample, and that's a really small sample to try and draw any uh, crazy conclusions from. But no Luka means Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., J.J. Barea, DeLon Wright. Every single guard out there is going to be a value. This entire team now looks like the Nets team from almost yesterday before all their starters played, but when they played the Bucks, where everybody looks like a value, except there's actually some decent players left on this team, whether it's Maxi Kleber, whether it's Trey Burke, whether it's Tim Hardaway Jr., DeLon Wright even, J.J. Barea, when all these guys are out, he's the highest fantasy point per minute production of like 1.2 on this team if he just gets the minutes. So just to quickly run through the minutes, I have Hardaway Jr. at 34 minutes today. And again, these minutes can be way higher depending on if they just don't add an extra guy to the rotation and just stick with like a nine-man rotation and not a 10-man rotation. Well, then Hardaway Jr. could see 38 minutes, of course. Kleber at 32. Seth Curry is going to be returning today. He is at 30. Trey Burke, 28. DeLon Wright, 26. Justin Jackson, 30. MKG, 20. JJ Barea, 16. Antonius Cleveland, yes, is 12. And then I put Boban at six minutes. But like I said, if they just don't put Cleveland and or Boban into the lineup, there's 18 more minutes to go around and they're running an eight-man rotation. That can definitely happen. Going down a little bit more. So keep an eye on all that. We'll talk about the early interest on all these players, which is like all of Dallas at this point. They're all so cheap and they're all projected for a decent value, like 6x value. In Denver, no Will Barton, no Gary Harris still. So Monty Morris, MPJ, Dozier, Craig, all these price points are where they should be since you haven't seen Bar- Barton and Harris for the first two, two and a half weeks of this bubble so far. TJ Warren is questionable. Michael Jordan himself uh, for the Pacers is questionable against Miami today at $8,400. Look, they went into like double overtime the last time. So all the point totals for Denver, if you're a recency bias fan, which you shouldn't be, TJ Warren, Jokic, uh, Murray, all these guys went for like 50 plus Jokic, 60 fantasy points, but they got to play an extra eight to 10 minutes in double overtime. So do keep that in mind. If there was no TJ Warren though, Malcolm Brogdon, who's still in the sixth carry range for some reason, gets a big bump. Uh, Victor Oladipo, who's not playing that much of minute, limited minutes at 30 to 32, still in the five carry range. Justin Holiday would probably see the biggest bump, who's been playing a lot of three and four. And then Doug McDermott also off the bench, and you can keep going down Jakar Sampson to an extent. But I think Brogdon and Oladipo would see the biggest usage and shot bump. With the Lakers, Danny Green is going to return, but KCP, Caldwell Pope, is going to be out. So you're going to get Danny Green getting a little bit extra run there. Crusoe, Cook, Waiters, all these guys. I didn't see Cook or Waiters playing the last game. I don't know if that's just a mess up on DraftKings data feed part, but I didn't even see it on uh, NBA Wowie. So I guess Waiters just got healthy scratch. I didn't see anything at all, either from the injury standpoint of that. So if anybody has anything on that, if they actually watched the game and you saw Waiters out there and it's just a data issue with like pulling through the DraftKings and all that, I didn't see anything for uh, Deion Waiters. It was a little bit interesting not to see him play a minute in the last game. For Miami, they're going to get Jimmy Butler back. They're going to get Goran Dragic back, but still no Kendrick Nunn. So it's just going to help Dragic's hero, Butler, those types of guys. But now at this point, hero's price point is up and I have him projected for 25 minutes, which doesn't look great. I do have Butler coming back and playing his normal run of 34 minutes. We'll see if we get any news on a minute limit. I do have Dragic's coming back and playing some decent run, I believe at 30 minutes of play today. It makes Butler look like a really nice play. But when Butler's on the court, Dragic's hero's fantasy point per minute just dropped to a good extent. All of them do, even Bams, everybody on this team. So Butler Butler's going to look pretty good for me. Bam's going to look okay. But then once you start going down, Goran Dragic's only $4,900. He looks like meh at best. And then Tyler Hero is not somebody that I really want to get to at $5,300 when Butler is healthy and he's priced up. 
For Phoenix, still no Aaron Baines, so Kaminsky's just going to get backup center minutes behind a guy in DeAndre Ayton, and then Kelly Oubre still doubtful today, so I'm expecting him to miss. I'm projecting him for zero minutes. McCall Bridget should still see around 34 to 36 minutes. Cam Johnson didn't play many minutes in the last game. Um, just I, I really couldn't figure out why. I don't know if it was a matchup thing. He was not playing that well, but it was no foul trouble. So I have him right now at 32 minutes. That can easily be closer to 35. And then Sarge, I have it about 22 minutes of play today. So out of all those guys, like it makes McCall Bridges' minutes look nice, but he doesn't project out that great. Obviously, if he has an above average performance, it'll look decent. Uh, I don't really want any of these uh, wing type players today at their price points against OKC. A decent defensive matchup on the wings is what OKC throws out there. But you can give and take value there if they're not going to be owned. And then the big one to watch out for is Donovan Mitchell. He's 8,100. He's questionable with a leg injury. It is a lower body injury. So again, if these were upper body injuries, you don't really feel that worried if they just tell you he's questionable, he's going to play lower body injury with a leg. There's a chance that he could be questionable. And then they throw us with the he's going to be limited tag, right? So at $8,100, this price went against this Dallas team that's not going to be good six point favorites as of right now for Utah. I would think it would be even bigger than that. I'm not really interested all that much in Mitchell. I don't think he's out of play. But if indeed he does miss, it makes Clarkson look a lot better at $5,000 flat. Joe Ingles looks a lot better. It makes Mike Conley be the dominant ball handling guard on this team. Ingles will pick up some point guard responsibilities. Moutier might actually crack into the rotation as he's now healthy and see some significant minutes. Gobert would see a little bit of a usage spike and overall the offense going through him more. So a lot of guys in this team, when your highest usage player and highest uh, drive rate guy, most aggressive player in Donovan Mitchell is now out. I think Clarkson and Conley would be my favorite plays if indeed he does miss. Let's head over now to the target offense sheet as we do. Second year time, bottom right hand corner, hitting that little notification bell with the subscribe button is one way to just support this channel totally for free. And I really do appreciate all of you that do that. Heading into the target offense sheet, if you are brand new here, this is where we look at pace. We look at the Vegas odds from today. I, I ended up projecting one of the Vegas odds for Miami and Indy, just looking at their overall season matchups. And I think it might be close to accurate, if not right on a one, uh, 222 overall game total I projected there. But I just want to look at some of the faster pace spots and some of the higher game totals. Overall, now Utah right now is going to be a very slow paced game. Utah does not play fast. Dallas is not going to be playing fast all that often around league average, if anything. But now without Luke out there, some of their faster pace guys or guys that are going to push the tempo, they might not play as fast. They might play faster. Who knows? But what you're going to get here is a six point favorite for Utah, 117 and a half overall team total. So this is going to look very nice if Donovan Mitchell does indeed miss because you have a very high team total against a suspect defense where they're missing some of their Dorian Finney Smiths, their Kristoffs, and their Lucas, some really good defenders out there. And now you have guys that are going to be at cheaper price points or at least a nice price price points for their production is going to be in Conley, Ingles, and a guy in Jordan Clarkson. So that does look very appealing. The second highest total, as it normally is up there, fast-paced game for Milwaukee against Toronto today. Should be a really fun game as well. Potential matchup in the playoffs. Five-point favorites for Milwaukee. 116.5 overall team total is the second highest on the slate, a point behind the Utah Jazz here, and it's going to be the fastest-paced game. 107.75 pace metric means that each team is projected for somewhere around 108 possessions per game in my model. That's a little over six more than any other spot on the slate, so it's going to be a very fast-paced game. So decent pace up spot. It's basically going to be a neutral spot for Milwaukee. That's going to be a nice pace up spot of about four and a half possessions for Toronto. So that does make, I mean, they're at peak price points and we'll talk about them to an extent maybe, but Kyle Lowry, guys like Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, they're all priced appropriately, but if they hit their ceiling, they're obviously not. So all of them are going to be in player pools for me, but none of them are priorities if that makes sense. Yesterday slate, there was like 20 guys who were projecting out as like 5.5 X or higher in my overall rankings and my value. If I look at my value right now, my rankings and my projections, and you can get them down below on Patreon. 5.5x value can is, is in the single digits. Like eight guys or so are projecting out for 5.5x value. And a guy's projecting out for 6x value. There's like eight yesterday. There's four today. And uh, hint, hint, all four of them are going to come from Dallas because they're like three or 4K. And now they're going to be getting 30 minutes or close to it projection wise with higher fantasy point per minute production. So this slate, all I have to say is that there's not nearly as much value as there was yesterday, even though there is a good amount of value mainly coming from Dallas. If indeed we get more news from that, uh, from that game over in Utah, there'll be even more value with Mitchell and just wait on whatever random else 
else news pops up for players resting at this point. Obviously, it could happen in Milwaukee with Giannis. They already said he's going to play today, but who knows at that point. But Giannis looks fine. Giannis would be my favorite play here at, at the upper range if we're talking about just the most expensive players. I think Giannis is the guy I like the most. You did see Anthony Davis and LeBron play 35 minutes apiece in their last game, so that was good to see. But I mean, outside of the Brooklyn game where he sat the second half against the G League team, Giannis has been playing his 30 minutes a game, averaging his 1.9, actually over two fantasy points per minute right now. Tougher matchup against Toronto, but I'm not too worried about it. Playoff type atmosphere, maybe definitely a playoff caliber team, potential future matchup, like I said earlier. So you might just see all these guys get their normal run. Middleton plays 32 to 34 minutes. Bledsoe getting his minutes added back up or getting hyped up maybe to 24, 26 range. And then you get 30 minutes out of Giannis here. I would like it in that order of Giannis, Middleton and Bledsoe out of the big three, if you will. But I think George Hill provides some nice value as well. He's kind of in a category of just a lot of guys on this slate that are in like the upper 3K range that probably play somewhere around 22 minutes and potentially more times than not are going to score you right around 20 fantasy points. But if they add make an extra three, it'll be even better. So um, just in that mold of guys that nowhere near priorities, but almost like a Quinn Cook and Alex Caruso, those types of players that I'm not going to have a ton of interest in overall, but they're going to stand out a little bit compared to some of the others. Dion Waiters, if he actually gets on the court and plays a little bit today, just because they're decent producers, you're just not getting a ton of minutes. Other games that are at least worth mentioning, the second highest pace, a lot of slow pace games. So you're going to see lower totals. Second highest pace is Phoenix versus OKC. It's actually going to be a pace down spot for Phoenix, pace up spot for OKC. Still no Dennis Shooter for OKC. 114 and a half overall team total for Phoenix, who continues to win in the bubble 4-0 now. They're five-point favorites with a 224 overall game total. Yeah, I think Devin Booker's fine. The price point's getting up to a spot where I'm not running away from it. But it's no longer a crazy value or anything that's jumping off the page, but he's fine. DeAndre Ayton might be my favorite play here. Cam Johnson, McCall Bridges, Dela all look okay. But Ayton's probably going to be my favorite play from this team. And then after that, even Ricky Rubio at his price point, his minutes have been fluctuating a little bit. But if you can just get your 32 minutes out of Ricky Rubio, 30 to 32 really, at this price point in the mid-sixes, there's a big ceiling there to uncover. So I do like that. We'll see what happens with OKC, right? Adams and Noel scratched yesterday. I'm assuming one of them is going to play today. We have to just wait and see on that point. So that's something to add into the injury and status dashboard brought to you by Superdraft. But we'll keep an eye on that. If they're both going to be in, then you just play some more Adams and you probably don't get a ton of Noel, although he's not completely out of play ever because of Adams' potential foul trouble. And even in 18 to 20 minutes, Noel can pop up for a 20 to 25 fantasy point performance at a cheap price tag. But obviously if there's no Adams, well then yes, play as much Noel as you want in a very good matchup against Phoenix. But for right now, and especially if there's no Adams, it looks very good for Noel on his offensive side, but it looks even better now for Aiton on his offensive side because Adams is a much better defender than Nerlens Noel, at least in my opinion. And then that's pretty much it from that side. The Lakers do have a 113.25 team total right now. That is the fourth highest on the slate. Again, their prices are crazy. It's literally LeBron and AD. And I think like Kuzma is not uh, in the 3K range and then everybody else is in the 3K range. Waiters, Caruso. It's like Waiters and Caruso are fine. It's like value. I really want to see what happens with Waiters. Didn't play in the last game. Kuzma, I don't really have any interest in at this point. And then yeah, take your shots on LeBron and, and AD if you want. Neither of them are priorities for me on this slate, but I think they're both fine. They both played 35 minutes the last time out. They're going to be in a playoff type atmosphere against Denver, potential playoff matchup for them. Five and a half point favorites, 9 p.m., the late night hammer. I think LeBron and AD are surely in play. They're both going to be in my player pool right now. My player pool currently consists of, again, all my interests, pool, my projections, values, all of them are over on Patreon. My player pool currently consists of about 45 players right now. And out of those 45 players, I marked them as a yes, a maybe, or a no. The yes and the maybes are in my player pool. Maybe just means like I have interest. I don't expect to get a ton of them. But right now I have 14 yeses and then the rest are going to be maybe. So there's some guys that really do stand out on this slate. Let's get into maybe some of them, not all of them, of course, but those can be my final interest as well over on the Patreon. But for right now, we will start with our early interest. And the early interests are sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight, if you use the promo code Sal NFL, my name, S-A-L, Sal, and the league, NFL, the National Football League, Sal NFL, all one word, capital letters, you will get a couple of things here. You'll get a free $5, just you don't even have to deposit anything, free $5. So they call them more or lesses, but they're pretty much just player props over there. So you can go ahead and get some action in on these games right now. Five free dollars, no strings attached, no catch. You can just go over there and do that right now. But if you do deposit $10, they will give you a free ticket to play in a 
a future contest. So you get an extra ticket, extra entry, and you get my supreme draft guide for fantasy football, which I've been spending a ton of time on over 150 player profiles, rankings that are constantly updating tiers, top 150s, key stats, a bunch of different stuff that you'll find in there. So you put your $10 in, you get five free dollars, you get a ticket and you get that $30 draft guide value. So it's pretty much like a $50 value for that $10. Trying to find beneficial and good and, and innovative partners in the space. Super draft is 1000% one of them creating a new game mode in the space, but so is monkey knife Act, quickly becoming the third and they already are the third largest DFS platform. And I think they're quickly going to catch up the FanDuel just based on the innovation and just I, everything I see on LinkedIn, and how quick these guys are just moving like a wildfire in terms of acquiring, in terms of just getting partners. So go support monkey knife fight. They're supporting this channel. I really do appreciate those guys over there. Promo code Sal NFL. You'll get my draft guide and you get a couple other cool perks to play around with. So starting it off right now, look, the beginning of this list is just going to be Dallas guys. And it's, it's literally like six or seven Dallas guys, because it's, it's hard not to be right. Look, you get the two highest producers on the team, one of the highest producers in the entire NBA and one of the highest producers in this bubble in Luka Dantich. Christoph Porzingis has been going off for close to a 1.44 fantasy point per minute production in the bubble. You get a guy who plays big minutes and Dorian Finney-Smith out. Coming to the bubble, you already didn't have guys like a Jalen Brunson out there. So yes, when all your guys are now in the three and 4k range for the most part in your pricing, and a lot of them are in the low 4k range and low 3k range, it's just going to be easier to get to them and easier to make them values now in your projections. And I'll go over some of those projections, uh, peek behind the curtain as we go through Dallas. Like Trey Burke right now, for me, I'm not even projecting him for an insane game. The guy of Trey Burke at just 28 minutes today, he could easily play 32. He played 31 minutes when there was just no Seth Curry out there. Now there's no Luka Dantich, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Kristoff. So you can get Burke at like 32 minutes, but at $3,700, I'm projecting him for 0.89 fantasy points per minute. That might even be low today. And he's projecting for almost 24 fantasy points. That's a 6.3x multiplier. So yes, I have a lot of interest in Trey Burke. 2x multiplier in Superdraft looks fantastic. JJ Barea is the flat minimum. His minutes are a little bit more sketchy. I have JJ Barea playing only 16 minutes today at about a fantasy point per minute producer in a more, more difficult matchup against Utah, but he still projects out as somewhere around 16 and a half fantasy points, but that's his floor in my opinion. That's if he only plays 16 minutes. This guy has a chance to play 22 to 24 minutes, 20 to 24 minutes even. So JJ Barry would be the one guy on this list that I would kind of calm your expectations for, but he is the flat minimum at $3,000 flat with his floor being almost 15 fantasy points, right? Him 5Xing for you as his floor. Maybe it's not his extreme floor. He could obviously just play like eight minutes and do nothing for you out there. But if he's a guy who, if you see him in the starting lineup, you know, he's probably playing around 24 minutes barring foul trouble. And now he looks even better at the flat minimum. So keep an eye on it. Ray, I will get more of if I actually see his name starting. Tim Hardaway Jr., like the only guy who's above $4,200 that I have interest on this team, because there's not a lot of guys left above that price range. If any, Tim Hardaway Jr., a guy who averages right now 1.19 fantasy points per minute, but no Luca, Kristoff, or Jalen Brunson on the court, 30% usage rate. Yeah, hard not to like that. DeLon Wright at $3,300. I have him projected for just 26 minutes. He's been getting the short end of the minutes between Trey Burke and even uh, some other guys like Seth Curry. So even at 26 minutes, over a fantasy point per minute producer with all these guys off the court, it is a very small sample though. But again, he's $3,300. And at the very worst, he's going to play his normal run of 20 to 22 minutes. And at $3,300, that increased fantasy point per minute production, that's very good. Seth Curry returns, have him playing a normal quote unquote 30 minutes. He can easily get up to 32 to 34 minutes. And even at that, I'm projecting for 0.9 fantasy points per minute, which is below his average in a small sample with all these guys off the court. And he projects out for a lovely 25.73 fantasy points. That is a 6.3 X multiplier, 6.28 to be exact in 30 minutes of play. No Kristaps, nor D no DFS. So Justin Jackson becomes in play at $3,100. Don't know exactly how many minutes he plays, but I have him at 30 right now. That could easily be 25 and they can give more minutes to MKG or they can give like 40 minutes of play to Kleber and it could just be less for Jackson. But at 30 minutes of play, he grades out for just under 20 fantasy points for me. Looks pretty decent in the 19 range. And then Maxi Kleber is just going to have to play 30 
placement, it's barring foul trouble or them just blowing up this entire game and just putting any randos on the court. And if that's the case for Maxi Kleber at 4,200 and I give him 32 minutes, which I think there's a really good chance he plays like 35 today, but 32 minutes projecting for the difficult matchup, projecting him below his average when these guys are off the court, which is normally like around 0.9, 0.95. I have him at 0.85 today, still projects out for 25.14 fantasy points. That's a 5.9 X value. He's going to play closer to the basket. So a little bit difficult matchup against Rudy Gobert, but that's all factored in already to my projection. Heading over to Indiana now, I like Malcolm Brogdon and I like Victor Oladipo, even if TJ Warren plays, I'm going to like them even more if TJ Warren does not play. I'm already projecting in TJ Warren for 36 minutes today and Brogdon and Victor Oladipo look like the two best plays out of this team. And honestly, they look like the two best plays out of this game, potentially. One guy we'll talk about on the other side on Jimmy Butler, but Brogdon would be my favorite play here, projecting him for 34 minutes. Oladipo has been playing bigger minutes as well as of late. I'm projecting him from anywhere from 32 to 33. Currently, if I give him 33, he looks like a very nice play. He projects out for over 30 fantasy points for me. Brogdon projects out for over 36 fantasy points for me. So I do prefer Brogdon there, especially even on point per dollar value. That still grades out as a better play. And then if there's no Warren out there, yes, Warren has been super efficient in this bubble. So it is going to matter, but he's also playing 36 to really honestly 38 to 40 minutes a game in a lot of these games, Warren, and he is getting a lot of shots up. He is driving a lot. That will be factored in and just naturally go off to Malcolm Brogdon, Oladipo. I also call it that Aaron Holiday. He actually technically is my best point per dollar play on this team. He's just playing huge minutes and he's just too cheap. He's $4,700. I don't like playing Aaron Holiday when Oladipo and, and, and these guys are all healthy and Brogdon is healthy, but if he continues to just play 32 to 33 minutes, even if, even when TJ Warren is healthy, and if I project him for 33 minutes today and I even try and nerf him down, right? I try and nerf his fantasy point per minute down a little bit to 0.77. He still projects out for like 25 fantasy points. And at $4,700, that's over a 5X value. So Aaron Holiday is actually a value piece in the 4K range outside of the Dallas guys. I do think looks nice in the slate. There's not many of them outside of the Dallas guys on the slate, but Holiday would be one of them. Jimmy Butler now is a guy that I do like as well. So Butler on the opposite side of this game, it's going to be close to say who's the guy I like the most in this entire game. But Butler at his $7,200 price point, if he's going to play full here and not have any concerns about injury, and it's likely going to be Butler as my favorite play in this game. I haven't projected for 34 minutes, his normal run. And if I do that, he projects out for right around 40 fantasy points. That's a 5.5 X multiplier. So in terms of value overall, so I do like that for Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler's overall multiplier over on Superdraft, 1.4 X even looks good. I would say that 1.75 X for Aaron uh, or for Victor Oladipo looks really good there. I'd say that Jimmy Butler at 1.4 X looks good. Whoever starts between Trey Burke and JJ Barea, I'm assuming it's Burke, but both of those guys multipliers, 1.95 X for JJ Barea on Superdraft, 2 X overall for Trey Burke look very good as well. If you're choosing guys up top in the pricing of 10 K plus or around there, Anthony Davis, LeBron and Giannis, I'm just going to select Giannis there. They all do have concerns about their minutes. That does not mean I don't like uh, Anthony Davis or LeBron today. I just like Giannis more at this point. He projects out because of his good fantasy point per minute production. If he plays 30 minutes and AD and LeBron even play 34 pieces is what I have them at. He's just going to grade out as a little bit of a better play, especially at 10,600. Giannis should never be below $11,000 in my opinion. I get it. There's concerns about his playing time, but right now this price point is actually a value if indeed he plays his 30 minutes. SGA from OKC is probably going to be the guy gets in the most. Haven't projected for 35 minutes. He's a little bit over a fantasy point per minute producer. He has a nice matchup against Phoenix here. Again, the second highest pace spot on the slate. It'll play as a slight pace up spot for OKC. So it helps a guy in SGA who you're going to see a little bit of a drive rate out of. If you get a decent shooting percentage out of him, decent shot overall, you're going to get your 35 minutes per game. 23 and a half to 25% usage rate with no shooter on the court. I do like that at 7K flat. It's not a supreme value or anything like that. I think Chris Paul is definitely in play, but I prefer SGA for the price savings of about $1,200 there. To Phoenix we go, and I like the studs. I like the three big guys here in Booker and Aiton and Rubio. I would say that I like Aiton the most and then Rubio. Rubio at $6,500 is just a fair price point. The reason why a lot of people don't want to go to Rubio right now is because of the fact that, yeah, he's just not producing all that well in terms of his minutes, right? His minutes are a little bit shaky. He's not getting the constant 36 plus like Aiton and Booker have been getting his minutes have been sketchy sometimes only playing 28 to 30 minutes and that's not going to be great when you average 32 on the season but on the season he's been a very good player I mean he's been a 1.17 fantasy point per minute production player when there's no Ubre and there's no Bane
gains like there will be today. So that's very good. Only behind Booker's 1.33 from this team. So even ahead of a guy in DeAndre Im, his fantasy point per minute production in 501 minutes of play, he has a 35.8% assist rate in that time during this time. And he has a 22.4% usage rate. So the usage is a little bit down, but he picks it up from the assist department. So yeah, if I project a guy in Ricky Rubio, even below his season average a little bit because he's in a slump. But if I do give him 30 to 32 minutes, he projects out as like a 7K plus player. Looks pretty good. From Utah, we'll see what happens with Donovan Mitchell. Either way, if Mitchell does play, I like Clarkson to an extent at 5K. There's not a lot of mid-range value at that 5 to 6K range on this slate. It's Oladipo right now. And then at the upper 6K range, you see some on the slate, but it's really just mainly Brogdon, Ricky Rubio to an extent. But outside of that, I do think that Jordan Clarkson and Mike Conley, even if a guy in Mitchell plays, do offer you some value. If he doesn't play, I like both of them. I probably like Conley a little bit more, but Clarkson obviously has a ceiling on him and get really streaky. 1.7x multiplier in Superdraft. If he indeed starts or there just is no Mitchell, can look pretty good. Rudy Gobert is going to be interested either way, but even more interest it'll rise a lot more than these other guys if there's no Mitchell out there. I do think that it's going to affect him a lot. $7,600, fair price point for a matchup where he's going up against Maxi Kleber and Justin Jackson and MKG, right? So Gobert out there for his 34 minutes or so of play and a nice matchup. You're going to get no usage out of him, right? 16%. That's not great, but a lot of centers, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, nice spot on the defensive end, I would say here for block upside for Rudy Gobert as well at $7,600. Looks pretty good. I would rank this team if Mitchell plays, in my opinion, out of these three guys that I have on my early interests. Conley, Clarkson, and Gobert. And if Mitchell does not play, I'd probably keep it the exact same way. Conley, Clarkson, and Gobert. So I appreciate all of you for tuning in to the early interest. Thank you, Monkey Knife Fight, for sponsoring the early interest today. Be sure to check that out. Sal NFL, getting the draft guide, getting the five free dollars, and a future ticket. All this information that I'm talking to about in these videos, you can also find linked up down below. Thank you so much for tuning into this video, another video of five game NBA slate on Monday to start the week. I'm going to go get a PGA video up as well, prep up some NFL stuff as the week comes back in my office, ready to go, ready to crank out more videos for all of you, more content. Appreciate all of you so very much. Please do before you go, hit the like button, hit the big old subscribe button. Follow me on Twitter at DFS to ask me any other questions, or you can just at me over there if you have any questions. And you can also support me down below on Patreon, whether you want the projections and the extra work that I put in there. It's not just no charity. It's not a donation. I put a lot of work over there. It's a subscription site that I do have. Or if you just bank like $10,000, $50,000 tonight, you want to say, I want to support that kid a little bit, you can head over there to Patreon if you want to support over there and get the projections, get all the exclusive content that you wish. Thank you once again to our sponsors of today's show, Superdraft and Monkey Knife Fight. You can check out their offers, link down below in the description. $10 free on Superdraft promo code Sal, and you get the free draft down and some other perks with the pro- promo code Sal NFL on Monkey Night Fight. Thank you all so much, and I'll see you in the next one.